We're in Ephesians chapter one, I mean chapter two, and we're going to be looking at verses one through three. Ephesians chapter two, verses one through three. And I pray that you have a notepad and a pen or pencil so you can take some notes. So Ephesians chapter two, verse one says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespassing and sin, and what you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Just as the others. On this morning, I would like to talk to you from the topic, a believer's previous state, or the believer's previous state. It all makes sense in a minute. As we learned a couple of weeks ago, as we entered into the book of Ephesians, we found out that Paul is the author, author of this book. And Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus and all the other churches in Asia Minor. These collective churches were all together um, that Paul was writing to. And we know that this book of Ephesians is a circular letter. That means this letter was passed around to all the churches that, that everyone may read the writings of Paul. But Paul here in this book of Ephesians is writing to believers. The recipients of this book is uh, to those who have accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. To those who have uh, placed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, have placed in, by faith that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. And Paul writes to these believers. And here in this, this book of Ephesians, it can be broken down into two parts. The first part is, verse, is chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. And it looks at the position of the believer. The second part is found in chapter 4, chapter 5, and chapter 6. And it looked at the practical living of the believers. So what, 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 what am I saying? What are you saying, Pastor Pugh? The first part, which is chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3, looks at our position, who we are in Christ, and how we, we got in Christ. And it looks at the benefits that we have in Christ. And then in chapter 4, 5, and 6, Paul says, now you in Christ, this is how you should walk. This is how you should live. But in this first chapter, we, we, we learned about that Paul educated us or, or informed us on who we are in Christ. He told us that we are in Christ. Our position is in Christ. He, he let us know that. And we learned in chapter one that it's called the in him chapter, the in Christ chapter, the in the beloved chapter. So he talks about that in chapter one. But not only does he talk about Bonnie that we in Christ and Joshua that we in Christ and Donnell that we in Christ. Not only does he talk about that we in Christ, Nikki, but he also lays out, watch this, he lays out the benefits of being in Christ in chapter one. 
So he lays out the benefits that we have, Monique. He lays out the benefits that we have, Sister Robinson, Sister Robinson, Sister Watson. He lays out these benefits that we have to be in Christ. But now, in chapter 2 and 3, what Paul comes and say is he says, Now here, since you know that you are in Christ, and the benefits that we have, Tiffany, in Christ, the benefit we have, Miss Murray, in Christ, the benefits that we have now, Iris, in Christ, he says, Now, guess what? Now this is how we got in Christ. So Paul tells us our position in Christ, that we are in Christ. He tells us the position that we have in Christ. He tells us the benefits that we have in Christ in chapter 1. And now in chapter 2 and 3, he tells us how we got in Christ. See, because a lot of us, Sister Charlene, a lot of us Gretchen, a lot of us Sister Jennifer, a lot of us Jeff, a lot of us Brian, a lot of us Jeanette, what we find out, watch this, is a lot of us know that we say, but we don't know how it happened. So Paul gives a, a, a clear uh, um, uh, 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 illustration or, or some clear nuggets to help us realize how we got in Christ. I, I, I have people all the time, how, how does salvation look? How, how, how did all this happen, Mumu? How did all this happen, Marvin? How did all this happen? How, how did we get in Christ? And chapter 2 and 3 tells us that. And now we move on to chapter 2 and 3. And the first thing he says, watch this. The first thing he says in, in verses number uh, 1 through 3 is he gives the believers previous state. He says, I want you to know, yes, you in Christ, Tony. Yes, you in Christ, Keisha. Yes, you in Christ, Sean. He said that now you in Christ. But watch this. He says, but I want to let you know your past history. I, I want to let you know your, your previous state. I want to let you know how you were before you got in Christ. And he says it right here. Look what he says. He says in verse 1, he says, and... You, he made alive. Now, put a pen right there because we're going to come back to that next week. We're not going to deal with that today. We're going to come back to that the next week. Watch this. We're in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you, he made alive. We're going to put a pen in that and come back to that next week. But we're going to move forward. He said, you made alive who were dead in trespassing and sin in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the power of the air. I mean, of the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind the uh, and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath watch this children and by nature we were children of wrath just as the other so he says look this is our our previous state Gloria he said this is our previous state Dirk Lisa this is our previous state watch this Lacey this is our previous state and he said the first thing that you got to understand as believers our previous state is that we were dead he says that, 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 that we were dead. He says, watch this. He said that we were dead. Watch this. This, 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 is, this is encouraging for believers. But this is your state if you're an unbeliever. See, this is encouraging for us who are the believers. But, but for those who are, who are unbelievers, this is your state. You're still in this state. But for us, we're we, we not in this state no more. And he says that here it is. He says, in our previous state, he said, we were dead. 
He, he says that, that we were dead because of sin, of the sin of, of Adam and Eve, all mankind was plundered into sin, was plundered into death. Because of their disobedience to God, uh, 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 the charges was imputed to us on our behalf because of their sin. So all of us, that's why the Bible says we are, we, are, we are born in sin and shaped into it. Every one of us who come through a man and a woman, guess what? We are born into sin, Tammy. We are born into sin, Kathy. We are born into sin, Janice. We are born into sin. Every one of us are dead. Every one of us. Every single one of us is dead. We were all dead before we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I say that's encouraging. That's, that's, that's a good thing for us as believers. So we should be excited. He says that we were dead. I like that because word means past tense. He's talking to believers. He said we were dead. But if you're not a believer, you're still dead. You're still dead. But I know some of y'all saying, well, well Pastor Pew, what, 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 what do you mean by dead? What, what, what does, what, what does he, he mean by dead? Uh, I, I, how can I be dead and I'm still walking around? How, how can I be dead and, and I, I still got life in my body? So, so watch this. So when he says you are dead, watch this. He, he says we were dead. The Bible talks about three different deaths. Okay? The Bible, the Bible talks about, that's why I told you get your notepad because we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to do some teaching here. The Bible talks about three different deaths. Okay? The, the first death we're going to look at is the physical death. Okay? That's the first death, physical death. And that is found... In Genesis chapter 4, Genesis 35, verse 18, James chapter 2, verse 22, I mean 22 through 26, and physical death, watch this, is the separation of the inward, which means your soul, immortal, from, from, uh, your, from the inward man, from the outward man. So, so watch this. The physical death is a separation of the inward man from the outward man. So that means your soul separates from your physical body. And that's death. That's every one of us going to die. Every one of us going to die with your soul is going to be separated from your physical body. That's physical death. So, so, so we know that he can't be talking about physical death if he say we were dead because if he said we were dead he, and he talked about physical death, none of us would be here right now. So we know that when he say we were dead, our past, our, 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 our previous state, when he said we were dead, doesn't mean physical death. But the Bible also talks about another death. It talks about an eternal death. Okay? It talks about an eternal death. So eternal death is found in Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4, Revelation chapter 20. Verse 15, Revelation 21, 8, also in Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 21. And eternal death, watch this, is a separation of soul from the body to be cast into hell. So eternal death, meaning that we have a separation from our soul, just like the physical death and our body, but, it's, but our soul is cast into hell. That, that's eternal death. That, that's eternal death. We're in Ephesians chapter 2, verse, verse 1 through, through 3, and we're talking about our previous state, the believer's previous state, and we're talking about the first thing we see here is that we, are, we were dead. He says we were dead. So because 
We are not physically dead, nay, watch this. Because we're not physically dead, watch this, LaMonica, Jazz, uh, Jackson, because we're not physically dead, then that means we can't be eternal dead. We can't have eternal death because we're not physically dead. So what death is he talking about when he said we were dead? We were dead. Watch this. Here's the death he's talking about. The third death that the Bible talks about is a spiritual death. Watch this. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, when God says, if you eat from this tree, which I commanded you not, you will die. So that death right there that happened when they disobeyed God was spiritual death. But it was also wrapped up in physical death as well. So, but they just didn't die physically right away. That's what brought death into the world and all the judgment into the world. But watch this, they died spiritually. So what is spiritual death? Spiritual death is found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. Michelle, Nikki, Kenneth, Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 through 17. Isaiah 59, 2. Ephesians, the same one we're looking at now. Chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Spiritual death, watch this, is the separation of man's entire being from God. See, 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 he said that we were dead. So the death he's talking about is that we were spiritually dead, Howard. We were spiritually dead, Sister Brown, that we were spiritually dead. Charmaine, we were spiritually dead. What is this spiritual death? It means that we had no fellowship with God. It means because of, because of Adam and Eve's sin that was imputed down to us, Walter, we had no relationship with God. Sadie, it means that we have no, no communion with God. We have no, no, no um, communion with God, no communication with God. We was dead. We, we, every one of us who have accepted Jesus Christ, before we accepted Jesus Christ, we were dead. This is our previous state. We were dead. We had no fellowship with God. Our eyes wasn't open to the things of God. We had no relationship with God. We wasn't even God's children. We was enemies of God. We were strangers to God. And even right now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are still dead. But Paul says here, this is our previous state. This is the previous state of believer. We were dead. We were separated from the life of God. We had nothing in God, Shelly. We had nothing in God, Pandora. We had nothing in God, Virginia. We had nothing connecting to God. We were spiritually dead. We couldn't understand the things of God. You can read your Bible all you want. If you're spiritually dead, you will not understand any of it. You had no communion with God. Just, just dead. Spiritually dead. We were separated from God, Sam. We were separated from God, Craig. We were separated from God. He said, this is our previous state. He said, this is where we were. Every one of us. So basically what he's saying, we was a corpse walking around. We was a spiritual corpse walking around. Dead to the things of God. Enlightenment was docking. Eyes had scales on it. Ears was closed to God. We were dead. We were dead to the life of God. And he said, this is our previous state. Paul says, I want you to know this. Now, before you got into Christ, this is who you were. 
And if you're not in Christ now, this is who you are. He said you dead to the things of God. But then he goes on. And Paul lays out for us the second thing. He tells us the cause of our death. Look what he says. He says the cause of our death is found right here in verse number one. He said the cause of our death, Gretchen, was trespassing in sin. He says, look, this is our previous state. He said the first thing in our previous state was that we were dead. The second thing he says, here's the cause of our previous state, trespassing in sin. He says, here it is. This will cause us to die. This will cause us to be separated from God, trespassing in sin. Now watch this, because I need you to write this down. I need you to understand this, because this is going to blow your mind. When I did this study, it blew my mind. Watch this. The word trespassing, trespasses, in the believer's Bible commentary is defined as sin which are committed in open violation, watch this, Vicky, of a known law. Sister Cunningham, watch this. It says that the word trespasses, wonder, the word trespasses in the Believer's Bible commentary is defined as sin which are committed in open violation of a law. See, I, 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 I get it now. I get it. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. It's going to make sense. It's about to make sense. It's about to make sense. He says that, that the word trespasses, he said this is the cause of our death. The word trespass means or is defined as sin which are committed in open violation of a known law. Watch this. So here it is. The word trespass actually means you sin and you know it's wrong. That, that's what trespass means. Watch this, watch this. Trespassing means that, 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 that you sin and you know it's sin and you do it anyway. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Watch this, come here, come here. It, it, it means that you know it's sin and, and, and you do it anyway. Watch this. You, you know gluttony is sin and you keep on uh, desiring it. You, you, you know slothfulness is sin, and you keep on being procrastinator. You know greed is sin, and you keep wanting more and more and more. You know envy is sin, and you keep doing it. You know using the Lord's name in vain, Cherie, and you keep doing it. You know murder is sin, and we keep on doing it. You know pride is sin, Ernest Pugh, and you keep on doing it. You know lust is sin, and you keep on doing it. You know fornication is sin, and you keep on doing it. You know adultery is sin, and you keep on doing it. You know homosexuality is sin, and you keep on doing it. You know lying is sin and you keep on doing you know stealing is sin and you keep on doing he says that trespasses has caused us to die said this is the cause of our death where you know is wrong and you keep on doing it where you know the law says that go 35 miles per hour and you keep doing 50 you know that the law says stealing is wrong, and, and that God's word says stealing is wrong, and you keep on doing it. He says, look, Carlin, Curry, he says that you're dead. This is the cause of our death, trespasses and sin. Look at this. I know preachers don't talk about sin no more, but we got to talk about this. This is the cause of our death. 
And the definition of sin, watch this, are any form of wrongdoing, watch this, listen to me, I told you get your pen and stuff, any form of wrongdoing, whether consciously committed or not, through words or deeds. You hear that, Latanya? You hear that? You, you hear that, Dominique? You hear that, Monica? Sin, the definition of sin is missing the mark. But is any form of wrongdoing, according to the standards of God, whether consciously, meaning that you know it, or committed or not, through words or deeds. See, 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 so you can't say that I ain't sinned because I didn't know. See, 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 because sin is sin. And you, 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 we guilty, watch this, Sharon, we guilty, Lola, we guilty because of our sin, because the way we, we live in, because we, we disobey God's word. We, 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 we guilty, and this is the cause of our death, the reason why we are spiritually dead, the reason why now we have physical death, watch this, is because of sin and trespassing. We are spiritually dead. We had no life in God. We had no life in God. We were sin and trespassing. So this tells me, watch this, pay attention. This tells me that, the, that now because... We are in Christ. Watch this. Because we are in Christ. Watch this. That tells us that we sin because we want to, not because we are empowered to. That means that we have a choice now. Because he said we were dead. We were dead. But now we are alive in Christ Jesus. And he said this is the cause of our death. The reason why you who haven't accepted Jesus Christ and the Lord say unbelievers, you are dead is because of sin. The wages of sin is death, Romans says. But I like what he says because the gift of God is eternal life. And today, if you living in sin and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have eternal life waiting on you. But he says to believers that this was our past state. This was our previous state. We were dead. And he tells us the cause of our death. It was trespassing and sin. And I challenge you today. Are you living a life that, that, that show that you are alive or are you living a life that show that you are still dead? Come on, help me out. What are you doing? What are you doing, Marvin? What are you doing, Joe? What are you doing? Tim, what are you doing? What are you doing, Sister Pope? What are you doing? What are you doing, Billy? What are you doing? He said that we were dead, and he is the cause of our death. It was trespassing and sin. It was trespassing and sin. And one thing about sin, sin looked good and it smelled good, but it's still dead. Watch this, watch this. Some years ago, I used to, send my wife every month flowers to her job. Just flowers to her job every month. I send her flowers to her job. And, um, you know, just a little bouquet of flowers. And um, she came home. She says, I really love the flowers, but please stop sending me flowers to my job. And I'm like, Dad, that's a little ungrateful. She said, just buy me some shoes instead. 
<laughs> so I say that, watch this, because I looked at the flowers that I got her and the money I was spending. For a while, the flowers looked good. The flowers was beautiful. The flowers even smell good. And I'm not knocking anybody who florists who watches. Y'all keep doing what you're doing, but why? The flowers are beautiful, and they smell good. Watch this. And you know when something beautiful is attracting. You know when something smells good is attracting. So the flowers was beautiful, and they smell good, but guess what? They were dead. Although they looked alive. And they smelled alive. They were dead because they wasn't hooked to the vine, which the vine is hooked to the roots. So guess what? After a while, the, guess what? It starts stinking. The flowers that smell good now don't smell too good. The flowers that look good don't look good anymore. And that's how sin is. Sin looks good and it smells good. But after a while, you found out that it's dead. It starts stinking. It don't look good no more once you get in. And he said, this was the cause of our death. He said, this is our previous state. He said, we were dead. He says, the cause of our previous state is that we was in trespassing and sin. This is the cause of our death. This was the cause, trespassing and sin. But then he goes on. And Paul says, in our previous state, in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, he says in verse 1 that we were dead. Then he says, he's talking to believers. He said, this, we were. That's a good thing. Y'all should be celebrating. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We were. I thank you, God. I ain't dead no more. He said, we were dead. Then he goes and he says that he is the cause of your death. But now he lays out for us the actions of our death. So he says, you were dead. And then he gave us the cause of our death. And now in verses 2 through 3, he gives us how we live as dead people. He gives us our actions. Now, 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 let's see if this familiar to y'all. Let's see if this familiar. I'm just going to read through it. I'm just going to read through it. And let's see if this, this familiar to y'all. Watch this. He says, here's our actions. This is how dead people live. Dead people. Dead people live. Dead people live. Watch. He says that in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the, the, prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also you were conducting, uh, once conducted yourself in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as what? The others. He said, this is, this is our action. This is how dead people live. This is the conduct of dead people. You out there trying to figure out why these people doing this stuff is because they dead. They spiritually dead, no enlightenment for God. And you and I was in the same predicament. You and I was in the same situation. I'm glad that all throughout this, Paul uses the past since prayer were and used to be and was. I'm so glad about that. I don't know about you. But he said our actions is that we were dead and we live like dead people. And this was our conduct. Watch this. Let me break it down. He said, here's our conduct. He said, this is our actions of being dead. He said, once walked according to the course of this world. Watch this, watch this. He says that we just went with the crowd. Whatever the world was going, we did, our, we did too. We, we, we walked according to the, 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 the world systems. 
that we, we walk according to the, the, the sin of this world, whatever the sin was how, at that time we did. Watch this. this, this, this is, we were anti-God. The course of this world is anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-truth. We don't want to hear truth. Matter of fact, the Bible says it's going to come a time where people get itchy ears and the truth is going to become uh, lies and lies are going to become truth. This is where we were. We were dead. We didn't want to hear no truth. We didn't want to hear nothing right. We were dead. The course of this world. Our lives were guided by the standards of this world. You and I were living by the standard of whatever the world says you and I followed. He said we, we, we walked according to the course of this world. We did what the world say do. The standards in our life of a dead um, person, of an unbeliever, is they walk according to the world, not according to God. The standards of God was nowhere near us. The world standards dictated what we're going to do. He said we walked according to the course of this world. Watch this. He says that, that, that our standards were far apart from God. Watch this. We, we, we walked according, according to this world and our standards were far. We had nothing to do with God. We, we wanted nothing with God. Only time we, we come to God is when we in trouble. Only time we wanted to interact with God is to get us out of a situation. We were dead. And this is our actions. We walked according to the course of this world. And I look at some people I know and I'm like, what, what is going on with them? And I realize that they dead. They spiritually dead. The decisions they making is dead. The way they live in their life is dead. They have no connection with God and they spiritually dead and they walk into the course of this world. So things to you and I, because we in Christ looks crazy to us, but it's simple. I mean, it's uh, inviting to them because they are dead. It looks like life. And he says that here's the actions of our death. He said that we walked course through the world according to the course of this world. Look at the next thing. He said we walked according to the prince of the power of the air. Now watch this. The prince of the power of the air is Satan. How do you know that, Pastor Pew? Because 1 John chapter 5, 19 says it like this. The world's, I mean the, word, the world's lie lies under the sway of the wicked one. The world lies under the sway of the wicked one. That's how we know this is Satan. John chapter 8, uh, 49 says it like this. You are of your father, the devil. Satan is the prince of the power of air. He is the controller of the atmosphere. He is the controller of the world. And he said that we walked according to what, he stand, what his standards was. We lived according to his God and, and his way and his view. We were unimprisoned to Satan. Watch this. We were imprisoned to Satan. That's why when you're a sinner, when you're an unbeliever, you can't do what you want to do. You can't say, I ain't going to never do that. You're going to do whatever the devil tell you to do because that is your father. Because we are separated from God. We have no life in God. We have no fellowship in God, and we was controlled by the devil. We controlled by the devil. The devil has us. If your children not say the devil have them, you keep trying to say, I didn't raise you this way. No, you didn't, but they can't get out of it until they see Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in their time. This is how we lived. We lived in darkness. 
We live separated from God. This is our past life. This is our past state. For believers, this is worth celebrating. For unbelievers, you in a bad shape. He said this is how you live to the course of the power of the devil. You was under his leadership. You was under his reign. You lived according to what he said and dictated. He is your father. He was your father. Then it goes on. Here's some more actions. He said, you walked in, in total disobedience. Everything. Watch this. That was right. You went the wrong way. Every right journey, you went the wrong journey. Everything that looked right, you went the opposite way. You, you was just, we was just disobedience. We, we disobeyed everything. Disobeyed everything. We, we, we disobeyed everything. This is how we were because we were all disobedient. We lived in, in disobedience. We, we didn't hold on to truth. We, we were evil. We were, we were wicked. We worked in us and, and evil just worked in us and led us and pulled us and coached us. Watch this. To do wrong. The evil, was, the evil spirit was present at work in, in our lives as unbelievers. The evil spirit is present. Y'all trying to figure out why, why these people are acting like this? Because the evil spirit is present. The Bible said we don't fight against our flesh and blood, but against the principalities of this air. The devil is controlling the unbelievers, and you and I was in that same state. And watch this. That's why we can't look down on unbelievers, because we were just like them. How you think now because you go to church, you better than them? You got it all together. You were just like them. Because you was raised in church, you still was a sinner. You were just like them. And he says that you walk in disobedience. We walked in disobedience. We were coached and spirited by, by I mean, coached and, and, and pulled by the, the, um, the evil spirit present at work in unbelievers. And watch this. I'm almost done because I know y'all ready. Y'all ready. Watch it. The next one, he says that here's another action. Our, once our conduct, once we conducted ourselves, watch this, in the lust of the flesh and the lust of the mind. He says, watch this. We conducted ourselves, watch this, in the lust of the flesh. Having, watch this, we lived under the power of the flesh. We had no restraint. Oh, my God, I, I, when I read this and I was studying, I was thinking about some things I did as a child, as a, as a, as a, as a young adult before I got saved. I was thinking about some things and I said I had no restraints. Over things that I ain't telling y'all because what I, what I did was my business. It ain't y'all business. <laughs> but watch this. It was, we had no restraint. Remember them things you said I ain't going to do no more and you did it again? You said, God, I promise you I ain't going to do it no more. I'm going to stop. And you did it again. And you did it again. And you did it again. And you kept doing You had no restraint. Whatever your flesh craved, you gave into. Whatever your flesh desire you gave into, this is where we, this is how we were. We, our previous state, we were dead. The cause of our death was trespassing and sin, and here's the actions of our death. This is, the, this is how we conducted ourselves. And then we also 
conducted ourselves, watch this, uh, uh, the flesh fulfilling the desires of our mind. We also conducted ourselves fulfilling the desires of our mind. We, we let our mind run wherever we wanted it to go. Whatever our mind wanted to go, we came up with the dumbest and craziest things and we did it because we conducted ourselves. Watch this. In the lust of the flesh and the desires of our mind. And he says that here's our actions. We were children of wrath. He says that we were, we were children of wrath. You all got to get this. You all got to get this. Because that, wrath, that word wrath is harsh. He said we were enemies with God. The word wrath means that we was at war. Watch this. We was at war, shorty, with God. Because of, because of our previous state living in sin, we was at war with God. We had no fellowship with God. We were fighting against God. We was wrestling against God. We was at war with God. It was true violence against God. He said that we were children of wrath. This is our previous state before we got in Christ. Every one of us who are believers walked in this state. Lua Linda walked in this state. Sarita walked in this state. Tamara walked in this state. We all were dead. We all were dead. We were separated from the life of God. He told us the, I mean, the, um, the causes of our death. It was trespassing and sin. And he told us our actions of our death, the way we lived. Now, here's the question. But I like what he said, because over and over again on his three verses, he used a present tense, were, and was. And I don't know about you, but you should be celebrating right now. I wish I had a church full, because I know we'd be dancing right now. The organ be playing, the piano be playing, and we'd be thanking God and raising our hands, because I thank God that I'm not like that no more. I don't know about you, but it said I were like that, I was like that, and I thank you that I'm no longer like that, that I once walked like that. I once lived a life that were dead to God, but now I'm alive in him. And you as a believer should be celebrating and thanking God that you are alive and you no longer dead. Walking to the course of this world, you see the enemy working, but you ain't following the way he working because you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. But on the other end, I'm sad. I'm sad because those who have not believed in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I'm sad because some of our children have not given a life to Jesus Christ. I'm sad because our, our grandchildren haven't given our life to Jesus. I'm sad because some of my nieces and, and nephews haven't given a life. I'm sad because some of my sisters and brothers haven't given a life to Jesus. I'm sad because uh, uh, some of my church people in our community haven't given a life. I'm sad because of the lost still haven't given a life because they're spiritual dead. They're spiritually dead. They're dead. They're still dead. But this is twofold. Watch this. Because the believers, we celebrate. But for the unbelievers, we sad. But there's still hope for you as an unbeliever. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. There's still hope. What is the hope? That Jesus Christ came to fulfill the law. He came and he came. He wrapped himself up in flesh. And he lived for 33 years without sin. That you and I may have the right to the Father. I'm excited for you as an unbeliever 
that because he lived 33 years without sin, watch this, he died on a cross in your place that the penalty of your punishment, the penalties of your sin and my sin be put on his account where you and I can be free to have eternal life. And I don't know about you today, but you dead, if you dead. And believers, the ones who accept Jesus Christ, I need you praying. I need you praying. Because our job is to win those to Christ, to share the gospel. And today I want to share with you. Jesus Christ came so you can have life and have life abundantly. And people get that scripture so mixed up. That word life and abundantly doesn't mean physical life. He's not saying that he came to give you life and have it abundantly where you're going to have a nice job, a big house, and the best car, and the best wife, and the best husband, and all the children with the white picket fence. No. That word life means that he gave life abundantly, which means eternal life. And Jesus Christ came that you may have eternal life. Romans says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. John 14 says, Jesus said himself, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come through the Father except through him. John 3.16 said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said, whoever call on my name shall be saved. Do you want to be saved today? Do you want to give your life to Christ? Do you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Say yes. Say one. I'm one. Put up one. Put up one, the number one or the word one. Because if you're not, you're still dead. For us as believers, we can celebrate. We can pray for you. Because guess what? Our previous state has changed. We were like that, but now we are alive. We see the things of God. We understand the things of God. We may ain't mature spiritually yet, but guess what? We no longer dead. That is not our previous state, but your previous state is you dead. Is there any? Is there any today? There's any today. Is there any say, I want that spiritual life. I need to have Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I have realized that I'm dead. That I'm not in fellowship with God. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in ours with God. I'm at war with God. I'm, 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 I'm a child of wrath. That I'm an enemy of God. Is there any today? We got people looking. We got people looking. We got a team of people looking. On all sites, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you, just say one. Say, I want to be that one. I want to be that one. And for those who are believers, are you asking your children, do they want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Ask them, are you saved? Look to your husband and ask him, is he saved? Look to your wife and ask her, is she saved? Look to your child and ask him, is it, look to your grandchildren and ask them, are they saved? And if they not, say one. Because... Are we going to continue to walk around and let them walk dead, be dead to God? Or we want them to, to experience what we experience, was being in Christ and the benefits of being in Christ. So Paul says, here's our previous state. We were dead. He gave us the cause of our death, which was trespassing and sin. What's trespassing, meaning you sin and you know it's wrong. Sin means that you sin unconsciously by thoughts and deeds. That's the cause of our death. And then he says the action of our death. We walked around here 
and we were led by the power of Satan. But today you can be set free. You have to make that decision. Is there one? Maybe everyone's saved. And if everyone here is saved, that's an awesome thing. But if you're not saved, you need to make that decision. Because if you're not saved and you die today, your resting place will be hell for eternity. But today, you can be set free. And I got to say, church, I'm a little discouraged. Because that means that we continue to talk to believers. And that's great. But our job is to talk to unbelievers. So what I need you to do. I need you to go out and, and, and invite people to come to Clinton Baptist Church, to come and watch our service every Sunday. I need you to invite people. We need to invite the lost. There's so many people out here lost and dead in sin, and we need to invite them. And I need your help. I need your help. I need you to post, watch Pastor Pew live at 11 o'clock. I need you to go out and let them know about the gospel because we need to win them to Christ. But I also thank you for listening. And I pray that you don't be a sermon evaluator, but you be a sermon applicator. Go preach this. Let them know they did. Let them know. So this week we looked at, a, at the believer's previous state. Next week. We're going to look at the believer's present state. So this week we looked at the believer's previous state. Next week we're going to look at our present state. So invite them back. I thank you so much. I'm Pastor Pew. Let me pray. Father God, you are amazing. Just be with us as we leave this place. Encourage us, Lord God. Even for those who, who didn't fully hear this message, let them go back and hear it, Lord God, where their lives may be changed. Let them hear the power of the gospel preached. Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this strong word to open our eyes, Lord God. Thank you for letting me stand firm and preach about sin. Lord God, because we need the lost to be saved. You died for them. And I ask that you lead us this way. Lead us, Lord God, and encourage us through the week. We ask for your blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm Pastor Pugh, senior pastor here at Clinton Baptist Church. I thank you so much.